been worried about you figuring it out for a second. I was worried, so it's good <laughs> that one of us was. Oh, yeah, that was complete sarcasm. I was thinking, like, oh, shit, I'm going to be sitting here solo. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, just come back, in, come back in an hour. Like, oh, hey, you can how'd that go? You can do podcasts on Spotify. You can't figure it out live on Instagram. That's crazy. Dude, podcasting is not that hard. It's getting everything set up. The audio is the issue. Okay, like so getting good audio is is trouble. I believe that. Um, let's not start going down that just yet. So we'll come back to the gotcha. podcast in a second. So brief intro to those that are already watching, those that are watching the future. I'm here with my man, Paul, um, from Urban Savage. Like I've called you Urban Savage for like years. I think you're one of the first people I actually met, companies that I met and started working with on Instagram years ago. Yeah. And you know what sucked is I started using urban before urban was an ethnic thing. And that really ruined the word urban because it became like urban became a, a, a downtown, you know, city dwelling area. Whereas like urban for me was always like, like the civil savage type idea. Yeah. But I, I used it a little early and then it kind of, and then savage just became way too played out. Yeah. So, well, tell us how, like, when did you start kind of like wine? Oh, dude, I think it was, I think it was like 20, it was like 2015, 2016. And the biggest thing for me is there was all these like cool online, like social media t-shirt companies that were making like cool t-shirts and then you'd order them and they were dog shit. Yeah. They were just awful shirts. Nothing you'd ever want to wear. Yeah. So my thing was like, man, if they can't do it right, like I'm going to do it right. So I bet I ordered 40 different t-shirt blanks just to try to find the perfect shirt. Yeah. And I thought I had the perfect one. I thought I had it. And the first shirt that I ever made, they sent me them in. So if there's a seam on these on a shirt, right? There's a seam that goes right down here. Yeah. And then there's a shirt called a tubular shirt. And they sent me the tubular version of the shirt instead of the regular. Well, the thing with the tube is a tube is straight. And if you put on a straight shirt, there is no accent to your body. And I put that shirt on the first time and I went, oh, no. And uh, so I ended up finding these shirts and they are by far the best shirts that I've ever worn in my whole life. I made the date night tee just because I love these shirts and wanted to just wear them with nothing on them. Like, yeah. that's how awesome these shirts were. So that's how we got into, like, that's how I got into the shirt thing was just because there was nobody doing it with shirts that I wanted to wear. Right. My weakest link was I didn't have the design prowess and I didn't bring anybody in to, to do designs. And that's where, that's where I lacked is the shirts were amazing. I think I did the marketing right. Everything was packaged, you know, prime when people received it. I, dude, I can't believe how many people I got messages from that were like, yeah, whoa, like I've, I've ordered shirts from people online 20 or 30 different times and never got anything that was packaged like, like an actual professional shirt company. Yeah. But I just never brought anybody in to do designs. And then I just lost, I lost the interest in it. Lost the interest <clears throat> kind of never picked up a big amount of sales type of thing or. Or yeah. And I never, I never dumped a bunch. I never dumped a bunch of money into social media advertising is yeah. really what it was. And I wanted the, I wanted it to grow organically. I didn't have the design work for it to grow organically, you know? Yeah. I mean that it would be fantastic for anything that we want to success to grow organically, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. it's not really feasible or realistic, I guess. No, but I loved them. I still have that shirt. I've been wearing it recently. The quitting will haunt you shirt. Yeah, that's been one of my favorites, man. I've had that thing for what? I don't know, like three or four years, at least two years. So, I know that. So that that's one of the problems is, is these shirts hold up like yeah. nobody's business. <laughs> right. So um, like I have my same alarm clock. I'm 37 years old. I have my same alarm clock from when I got my first job when I was 14. Yeah. And that company probably doesn't even they're out of business because yeah. You don't make money selling alarm clocks that last 40 years. Nobody would buy and that's a kind of, Yeah, that's kind, of why, that's kind of where we're at with this, unless you keep coming out with new designs, which that's, that's the key is the new designs. But, yeah. and, you know, man, when you start, when you get home and you got to package up 30 or 40 T-shirts, I know that sounds really, really great. But when you got to pack up 30 or 40 T-shirts, and these shirts are expensive, so you're not making 20 bucks a shirt. Right. You know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I made, you know, after, after packaging material and everything, I made, 
$120 to package up 40 t-shirts and fold them perfectly and sticker them with a sticker. And well, that's what I was going to say too. Like when you were referring to, you wanted it to grow organically, like you were working full time, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You've got for sure. kids and you're living a life. Like you already have a full time life in individual human father duties. Yes. And you're trying to do this, not only quality, because a lot of guys work with some other guys, you know, Gorilla Gang, BC, um, Dark Elements. They want to make sure that I love that mindset of, hey, product, quality of product is first. Yeah. This is going to someone. I want them to have the best because when I get something from someone, I don't want crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's great. I love that mindset. But people don't understand. Like, it takes a lot more work. Yeah. They, they just want the good product. They don't understand or want to understand everything that went into getting that good product. Well, and so you want, you want a great product, right? Well, you got to find the great shirt and then you got to find a great printer. That's actually going to do a good job. And then I do all the shirts. I, I had them all tagged. So then you got to get all the tags out. You got to peel all the inside out. And now the company that I got these shirts from, they don't even sell wholesale anymore. Yeah. So like I would have to be, I would have to be ordering thousands of them from them personally. And that just is not realistic. The second full-time. Not job. right now. Yeah. It's a sec it's a legitimate second full-time job. Yeah. At minimum. Then you, you kind of strayed away from that. And then you went into another venture. I remember chatting with you a little bit. A couple so, years so the other venture was supposed to just be like a, like a dark side, right? Cause we all, yeah. we all got a light, we all got a light yep. side. We all got a dark side. And the other venture was just supposed to, supposed to take out of the, you know, 20,000 people that follow, that follow Urban Savage. It was supposed to take the, you know, the few thousand, the thousand that have that kind of intermediate dark side. Yeah. And it was called Urban, Sar Urban Savage. It was called Urban Savage After Dark. Mm -hmm. And I still wear my daddy hat all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but never really came out with many products for that line because the, the following didn't come over. Maybe I'm the only one in <laughs> out of that 20,000 people that has a dark side. No, I mean, I know I do. And we had some great conversations about it too. Just like, oh yeah, this, this, this. I think everybody does but they're so worried about conforming to society and the, oh. the social media and we're in the information age that you have to be so careful about saying, oh yeah, I like this, I like that. Now all of a sudden, it's gonna be used against you when you're trying to do something else, you know, now you're at a PTA meeting and like, oh yeah. well, Susan, I saw you ordered a daddy hat the other day and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, People are so 100%. That, that I think that it, it's, it pisses me off, really. It's frustrating, it's just like, you know, what up? What up, Justin? Um, so I, I loved that idea when you did it. I actually think I gave you a lot of ideas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was like, hell yeah. And uh, so that one did. And the, I actually, I think I might have sold more daddy hats than I sold the original Urban Savage hat. And the original Urban Savage hat I had made, FYI, you want to get hats made in the United States? Good fucking luck. Yeah, because, I heard that too. Dude, it, you call companies and you're like, you're like, hey, your blank you sent me is like, it's it's not a good quality. And they're like, oh, yeah, if you want good quality, you have to order overseas. I'm like, wait, yeah. what? Like, how is that How is that your answer to my quality problem? And hats are real hard to make uh, turnover on. Hey, real quick, let me address something. I think that I know what um, Michelle is talking about. Um, so she put in here just up a few ago. She said scammer. I think she's talking about me. And then said F you. So I have a huge issue with fake profiles. People, I don't know if you've seen this. This is a huge thing, right? It's a really. It's oh, it's a racket, dude. Um, and it's mostly Nigerian dudes that will steal pictures and then pretend to be me um, or whoever else they're targeting, and then we'll target, you know, elderly women, you know, that type of thing. They're like, hey, I love you, blah blah. They'll develop these relationships and then try to get money using sob stories. Uh, so I've had, Dude, should I feel bad that I haven't been racketed yet? Like, does that mean like my face isn't pretty enough? Like at first it was weird, man. Cause it happened right as I was leaving, um, recruiting in Missouri to or going on three years ago. And I thought it was weird and creepy. Now I'm literally so used to it. I've had probably almost 300 fake accounts, people using my stuff. Like it's a daily, if not daily weekly issue where I'm talking to people DMing me saying you know like hey is this really you or like and i've got people now that um that i've stayed friends with that they search for fake accounts and then send them to me for me to report like it's just part well, of you're, my you're a deep state shill right now right like this isn't you this is all computer generated oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'm scamming everybody yeah. 
Yeah, I figured. Totally, yeah. But no, it's crazy, dude. I'm so used to it, I guess, that my friends have all seen it. Like, I've gotten some crazy <clears> – I've had a few crazy incidents about it because people don't want to believe that it wasn't me. When they find me, they're like, no, it was you I was talking to, and I'm in love with you, and blah, blah, blah. And it sucks, man. It's hard saying I'm sorry you went through that, but it, you weren't talking to me, you know? Like, so that's <laughs> – I just wanted to address that. I'm not <laughs> do, you remember the movie or, do you remember the movie Orgasmo? I do. Dude, and, and they're like they're like stunt cock yeah. and this big black dude walks yeah. in. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> he's like, isn't any isn't anybody gonna know? Nah, they don't care. Yeah. No. But it, yeah, but no, I've got some good people now that like they'll I get messages from them like every other day, like, hey, here's these accounts. And so I'll post it up too. I need to promote them more, but it's a page called Scammers United. Like my page got taken down for a little while. Mine did for really. I got taken down for impersonation of myself. I got taken down for impersonating myself. Holy shit! Every time that I used to find the fake accounts, I would report them personally from like my page. So it's like yeah. seven in reporting this as you know yeah. fake. And so doing a lot of these, well, like apparently that's not good for you to do over time because it makes you look suspicious. So somebody like came after me with this stuff, and they were reporting my account, and I got disabled. And I tried everything, so I had no direct line to Instagram. I couldn't. I couldn't just call and say like, "Hey, dog, it's it's really me. Yeah. Yo, it's your boy. They're messing yeah. with you." I could not do that. It was real frustrating. And so I had to create another account. Um, that's. I leave that up. I never log into it, but that's the only other one that really is me. But I'm not active on it. I had to create that to try to get a hold of Instagram. And then uh, I don't know if you see, but Military Fresh, Army Fresh. Like I reached out to them too and be like, "Hey." I'm disabled. I'm getting dicked over here. Like, and so they put me in touch with scammers United dude. And right away, they were, they were fantastic. Um, they got my account back up. So now all the fakes, um, I just share the profile to them and they report it to Instagram for me. And they have, uh, so I don't, Instagram doesn't get anything from me. You know what I mean? As soon as I get it. Yeah. Them, and I mean, they're fantastic because it's people that had been affected by scammers. Yeah. We'll get like, nailed by these guys so well i mean it makes sense right like when you start hearing when you start thinking about like all of the umpteen million emails that get sent out with the raggedy ass english mm -hmm. i'm from you i'm from us yeah dude i'm gonna send you um scammers united page after because they report stuff you wouldn't believe what these dudes are making and getting away with like, that's wild because as many as i get like i'm not even really a blip on their radar because they promote dudes that these guys are pretending to be like four-star generals and oh yeah stuff like that it's like holy crap dude but i've had i've had a woman drive from states away to come try to find me at the gym that i was training at at the time like i've gotten video messages of people in tears asking why i did what i did like, oh yeah. like, that's sad it, it is man because all around it's sad yeah. all around yeah but it, it's also said like now that's literally a part of my routine is, is yeah you're used to it yeah but so i'm i'm assuming that's what she was referring to this one actually is me if you were talking to somebody else using my pictures that wasn't me this is so anyway or it's me with like 20 different profiles trying to get you to send me your tit pics i bet yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm <gonna refrain laughs> the comments that i have let's uh so so we, i i address those comments there let's move on but it's a real thing, so no legit. Just for people listening that are watching the future, be careful who you're talking to. Know who you're talking to. Uh, what's funny now, one of my favorite um, profiling things to make sure somebody's uh, real, because I'll have like chicks slide into my DMs all the time. She's like, "Hey, you're hot. You want to talk?" Blah blah. And send me the pictures that are like, you know, their posts that they'll do on Instagram. I'd be like, "Yeah, cool. I'm down to talk to you, but do me a favor, real quick. Send me a picture of you flipping off the camera." <laughs> It's funny because yeah. I'll never hear from them again. Yeah. Because they can't do that. Just like smile. Just go live. Oh, yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Just, so it's, just, li just live, live camera me, live chat me. Yeah. Oh, they won't do that either. No. But that's, that's when you're out. I don't really want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to do that. So I'm just like, hey, send a picture with the middle finger. Oh, what do you mean? I'm not from them. I'm like, bitch, you know what it means. Yeah. But anyway, that's what I like to do to, to – get them to go away kind of if i feel like entertaining it but it's nuts man there's so many fakes out there and 
I can identify fake profiles on Instagram so easy now because they're bro. I don't spend, I spend so little time on social media anymore. It's like, if I'm on, like I told you, my notifications aren't even on. So if you send me a message, I might not even get it until yeah. like two or three days later. Yeah. It's just a time. It's a time. It's a, it can be a time trap. Absolutely. And I got a lot of shit going on. So. Yeah, and you ain't got time for it. Like I got. No. Yeah. No, that's a huge time trap. Let's uh, speaking of time trap, that whole scammer thing was, but that's all legit. Um, back to your urban savage shit. So moving on the adult uh, after dark didn't really work right didn't didn't i wouldn't say it didn't work i never made products to fill that need because it i didn't see which way it was gonna go i didn't see the fork in the road like which way do i go am i selling stuff to right so like i'm selling a daddy hat like are you selling that who are you selling that to you know so it's like it's kind of tough and, and it was it was all just like an explorative i mean we, we fuck up and move up right like yeah. We, we fall, fall eight, get up nine. Yeah. And, but, and that's something too, that like, it doesn't have to go away forever. It, it no. could come full circle. You know what I mean? No, and, and, and let's face it. Like everything that we're doing here with all the social media shit is you're building your following and then giving to your people, your following what they need, right? You're trying to fill it. You're trying to fill a need. So, if, if the podcast blows up, then maybe After Dark comes back in and then we start making more shit for that. And then I have, maybe I have time or I have somebody that wants to take that over, you know, that yeah. can fill that need. And on that too, I think it was, you, you mentioned with Urban Savage stuff, bringing the right people in. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of with this and almost with anything, because it's, it's real hard. We all have great ideas for things niches or to fill like you said people need things so it's your job to fill those needs for product or this or that or whatever and i think that i don't know whether it's just the lack of trust or being able to find the right people man but how important it is to bring somebody in that's like-minded to bounce ideas off of to help to collaborate with to get another perspective on what you're doing you know what i mean yeah and i'm i'm not a i'm not a graphic designer like i can I can pull something up and I can pull up Adobe Illustrator and I can fake it. Like I can mock up something that looks like something else, but mm -hmm. actually to, to, to pull an idea from the ether, like you have this idea in your head and to actually pull it from the nothing, from the creative nothings and put it on paper. I'm out. Like I just, <laughs> I, I've not developed that talent. Yeah. So that's where, that's where I lacked. So like the quitting will haunt you. That came from, uh, that that design the idea came from me but that design came from 99 designs mm -hmm. so you know and that's yeah. that's where but when you start spending you know two three hundred bucks per design it it's not really feasible when you're selling 50 shirts yeah but there are there are sources out there though to move your shit forward yeah well people stop so easily but um so let's keep moving forward you had mentioned the podcast I don't yes so let's come back to that so um, the podcast, you're calling it what? So, so this is, this is podcast take two. I had a pot, I had a whiskey. So I sell alcohol. That's my main job. I okay. sell, I sell booze. So, um, very well versed, very deeply trained in alcohol. So I, I had a, 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 in, 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 a little bit of experience, a lot of bit of learning. All right. Um, so I had, a, I had a podcast called whiskey smokes in life with uh, a friend of a friend who, who was, I thought was a legit guy and he, he, everything seemed fine. We started doing the podcast and then we started talking and getting a little deeper into like philosophy and he started getting into the secret. I don't know if you've ever read the secret. Mm -hmm. If anybody here has ever read the secret, the secret is like manifesting your destiny. Like think about something enough and it will come to you. Okay, and yeah. I'm kind of like, and like, I got in, I'm like, I'm like, I just start calling bullshit on all of his stuff. Right. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, well, yeah, but that doesn't like, that doesn't just magically happen. Like you're, you're thinking about it and then you're making moves towards that. And it's the moves towards that because you thought about it that are going to make things happen. That's why right. things like the secret work. And he's like, no. And so it was like, I kind of get started getting a little fishy there. And then 
you row, you row on a row machine. Yeah. So I, I, in a conversation we had, I'm like, I'm like every once in a while I test myself. Right. And I, and I do a minute, 3,500 meter row and a minute, 3,500 meter row is a, you're fucking booking mm -hmm. a minute, a minute, 36, easy. A minute 30 <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah. Like if anybody that gets on that row machine, yeah. like I will bust my ass and hit a minute 31 and hate myself for the rest yeah. of the day. And so he sent me a picture one day and it was like, it was the row machine at like a minute 37. And I'm like, almost made it. And he writes back like, no, I made it. And I'm like, no, bro. <laughs> like I see the picture that you sent me. No. And that's when that relationship just went downhill. I'm like, oh, you're full of shit. Then you're full of shit all the time, right? Like, so that podcast, like, it just, it just didn't work. It didn't flow well. I had the, uh, I had the, uh, the, the, the whiskey knowledge, but I, I was not versed in cigars. I, I smoke cigars all the time. I love them, but I just, I can't, I don't have the vocabulary. So it didn't work. So that went to the wayside. Um, but a friend of mine, um, Martin Chang, who's a retired SEAL, um, had always talked about podcasting. Like he just kind of mentioned it, you know, and, and he's a, he's a VP of a, of a big company and he's been all over and been in, been in executive management for years. And he just kind of, kind of touched on it every once in a while. So then we just kind of ch started chatting and I'm like, well, Hey, let's just, let's sit down and do a, you know, do a few test podcasts and see how it flows. And we sat down and we did some test podcasts and he started talking about this idea of, of being squared away mm. and, and the four pillars of being squared away, the emotional, the mental, the physical, and the mental, physical, and spiritual, okay. the, the four corners of being squared away. And after that, after that test podcast, I, I, I edited it all and I text him. I'm like, this, like, this is the way, like, this is it. This is the format. Like oh. this, this is the format to move forward with. And he's like, okay, sounds good. So then we started recording and episode four, if anybody here is going to start listening to it, episode four is when the audio gets better. Cause there's a lot to learn in audio engineering. If you're a liquor salesman that's trying it's to record podcasts. The second episode and it's not terrible. Third is really, third is sketchy. So third, one of the microphones is turned the wrong way. And I don't know if you know anything about cordoid mics. So cordoid mics, the front of the mic records, the back of the mic listens to everything that's back here and cuts it out. Yeah. Well, when a microphone sideways, it records everything. <laughs> so hours of editing because I would go in and every time he started talking, I would cut my audio. Yeah. And every time I started talking, I would cut his audio. Anyways, episode four, everything starts getting good. Um, and then we start, we started figuring out after recording a few podcasts that like taking a deep dive is going, is going to help people a lot more instead of us just like, high spotting on the shit that we're doing, but actually like deep diving into some stuff that's going to help people. Cause honestly, dude, I, I was 260 pounds growing up. Like I was, I was fat and learned about nutrition, got super into nutrition, mm -hmm. got into working out, fixed my diet, repaired my metabolic disorder and you know, 205 pounds. And I feel like I'm in pretty fucking good shape now. Yeah. Um, so I work with people all the time, like random people from, from the office. Hey, you know, can you, can you help me? And that, I just love, I love helping people. Yeah. And so like, that's, that's where the idea of the podcast came from. Like if anything, like if you, if, if five people listen to a podcast and get something out of it, like that's, that was worth our time. I think that they're fantastic. Um, Cause that's kind of the same type of deal that I like to do on here is taking something that's basic. Uh, and deep diving it, uh, especially like when you guys are doing that, individuals with a lot of tacit knowledge, because you say like all this experience, the Navy SEAL, the VP, just the the world experience and knowledge that you get when you have common sense and you can apply that and filter out, you know, the bullshit and what's not needed um, and then have know the four pillars and things like that and then can focus and express uh, in a good manner the important things Dude, I think that's awesome. Yeah, and if you're on, up, you're on two. What's up? You're on episode two. Yes. So I think three or four, four I think is where we start getting into like real legit deep dives. Like I actually broke down um, Charles Duhigg's book, Power of Habit, mm -hmm. and the actual habit loop, how to hack the habit loop, and the cue, and the action, and the reward, and like 
that's what we really want to start to get deeper into is like, yeah. it is, is because have you ever heard the quote, you're the average of the five closest people around you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So I like to think of that because, because of the internet days, I like to think of it as you are the average of the five most influential things in your day. Mm-hmm. So like for me, that's audiobooks, that's podcasts. And if I can take a, a 12 hour audiobook and, and give the 50 or hundred people that aren't going to actually listen to it or read it, give them the, the cliff notes yeah. and they can actually learn something from it and maybe figure out how to break some bad habits or figure out how to build some good habits. Yeah. Then that's dude, that's worth its weight in gold. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, audiobooks are fantastic. Uh, so if you can do audiobooks through that in your commutes, uh, but then you're offering something that's like, Hey, I'm going to listen to this audiobook and then I'm going to give you the important factors from it. That's yeah. Dude, you can't deliver any better of a product to somebody. So that's what I'm saying is like, there's so many sources out there because you had mentioned actually on your urban savage page, I want to go back to that. Um, you know, you talked about perpetual improvement. Yeah. Which is, which is self growth. Yeah. Right? And, and so, I, so with the perpetual improvement, like that's the, that's the, that's, that is being squared away, right? Like yeah. being squared away is not like yeah. squared away is not a destination. Right. Being squared away or perpetual improvement, that's an, it's an activity. It's an activity it's you do every day. Yeah. And I remember like I don't, a ton of people listen to Joe Rogan, right? Like everybody, everybody has listened to Joe Rogan. Yeah. And I remember early on, like early episodes, maybe 100, 200 episodes, Joe Rogan started talking about, um, about corporate America and why, like, why does corporate America always have to grow? Why can't it just like, like maintain? And like, that's the thing. Like I thought that and I listened to it and I'm like, oh, that's a really good idea. But now years later, I look back and I go, I don't think there is a maintain. I think there's a grow or there's a die. Like, I don't think there's just, okay, we hit this point and we're going to stay steady because I don't think there ever is a steady. Yeah. I think you always have to be improving a little bit and it might be a little bit physically or a little bit mentally or whatever it is that you're working on, but you're improving something. Yes. It, yeah, something because there's plenty of things out there to improve on. I think you get to where because I mean, again, you've got that knowledge you came through. Like you said, you were 260 as a kid. That's, yeah, it's a big boy. You know? What yeah, I mean? dude, I was size 42 pants, two XL t-shirts, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you learned about that stuff. You figured out what you had to do. You did it, and now you're happy with with what you've got here. So there's, boom, huge growth there. So now let's figure out something else where we can grow and get better and develop a bigger. Because we're a self corporation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, think of your, if you think of yourself as an individual, hey, all right, I'm a corporation. What, what departments do I need to fix? Yeah. Uh, it's almost the same thing. Like I have never used that as an analogy before, but to me it makes sense. No, it's a perfect analogy because yeah. it's like what, what's the weakest link right now? Yeah. And we all have plenty of them. And oh, it's real easy. So we talk about the comfort zone a lot. I think in every time, and I know you've heard about the comfort zone and, get comfortable being uncomfortable and get, you know, all of that stuff. Um, but it's very easy to even break your initial comfort zone, but then kind of level off to where it's like, yeah, I'm pushing, but I'm still kind of comfortable. You know what I mean? Cause that, that baseline is going to continue to rise as you. Yeah. Rise. So yeah. that's going to continue to get harder and harder and harder and harder. You know, as yeah. we grow up, what's up, Jennifer, we, we get, new baselines for everything. And I think that's great. That's when you see the growth. And I I use this analogy, I think in episode four or five, but like I I tell everybody, I'm like, close your eyes, right? I'm like, close your eyes. You're You're at the bottom of a mountain and get in a helicopter and that helicopter flies you to the top of the mountain and you get up and you look around. How do you feel? You're like, oh yeah, this is like a cool view. You know, like I, I like being up here. This is pretty. Now put yourself back at the bottom of the mountain. Okay. Now we're going to climb that fucking mountain. Okay. It's yeah. going to be 12 to 24 hours of the hardest times of our fucking life. We, we fall, we have to get back up. We're starving. We're having trouble breathing. We get to the top of the mountain and we collapse to our knees with our hands in our face. And we're yeah. just like, yes, that doesn't come from comfortable. Nope. That feeling, that feeling of accomplishment that you get, that never comes from being comfortable ever nothing is really going to come from being comfortable except comfort and lazy and soft. And I mean, that's okay. Comfort should be relaxing 
in between pursuits. Yes, that's perfect. I love that. Um, and so, but if you choose to stay in the comfort zone, that's okay, right? I, I have no issues with that because I've gone through phases where I have where it's not my downtime comfort zone. I'm choosing to, even in my activities, stay in my comfort zone for whatever, be lazy. Who cares? But I'm not bitching about the things that I don't have while I'm being lazy. That's yes. the difference. Yes. That, so I think if you want to stay in your, so what I mean is like, we're not, for me anyway, I'm not bagging people that aren't proactive and don't chase things and don't get better. That's fine. Cause I think we all go through those phases, but if you choose to stay there, perfectly okay, but don't bitch about the things that you don't have. Don't say, well, I should be here, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, but why? You yeah. Haven't, you haven't climbed that. Why should you see the top of the mountain view when you haven't climbed it? Yeah. That's, when, when Paul and Dustin and James and all these people are busting their ass to climb that mountain, and then 12 hours later, 14 hours later, 20 hours later, they've reached it. They've seen that view. Why should you get the same view while you've been sitting on the couch the whole time? And the, the big, so the big issue there is comparing yourself to others, right? Yeah. Like I, I am only going to be better tomorrow than me today. I'm not going to be better than A or B or C or Mark or Brian. I don't care what Mark or Brian are, are yeah. doing. And that's hard, man. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not, I'm not perfect at that. Like, I definitely have gotten better at it, but like, I'm only trying to be better than me yesterday. So like when you said gotten better at it, it's because of shit like that takes practice. Yeah. I've gotten better at it too, because I've tried like when you're younger, it's a lot, life gets harder when you're younger, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just don't have again, just as much experience or whatever your body hasn't physically slowed you down enough yet. But you want to compare to everything, and you're going through these things, the competition, and sports, and this and that. And you want to compare yourself to everyone else. Difficult, dude. It sucks, and especially now with social media and everybody posting everything. Work, grow yourself first. Worry about yourself first. Then, like you said, you did that. You took yourself from the 260 down to what you are now. People at work all the time want to ask you, "Hey, Paul, man, how can I do this? How can I do that?" And you love to help people. You know what I mean? You're not comparing yourself to shit. You, you fixed yourself. The more you practice that, the easier it gets. Yeah. The more you practice, like anything else, like it's not going to happen overnight. Again, like hardly anything you, you can correct overnight. It takes practice. And those things are going to get easier with doing and, that. And, and what, one of my weaknesses in this, in this social media game is like, I like to let my actions speak for me. I don't talk, I don't like, this was a lot to come on here. Like, I don't, I don't talk about the things that I've done or, or pat my own back because I like to let actions speak for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actions only speak for yourself when people are around you all the time. And I'm much more dynamic in person. Well, on social media, that doesn't work. And on it, one of the bigger problems with social media is like you're person a right and you're this little finger and you're person a and you're like i'm a comparing myself to b but b is like 20 people yeah and this person might be stronger and this person might have better hair and this person might have more money and this person's got a hotter wife and this person's got a binger dog right so like but like this is person this is person b you don't think about all the fucked up things that this person has and all the fucked up things that this person has and all the fucked up things that this person have like when you start to look at like the most famous people in the world, like they were fuck ups. Yeah. They were like soul. They were, they were single minded at being successful at one thing and the rest of their lives were fucked up. Yeah. One thing years back, probably even over a decade ago or so uh, I'd read somewhere that, you know, figure out what you want, decide what you want and then talk about it, but talk about it to the right people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the people that are going to hold you accountable. Um, and I think having the right circles, um, or even friends, you have a, a, a circle that holds each other accountable and that, you know, promotes each other, supports each other. That's fantastic, dude. I think that's great. And it doesn't mean you have to be that circle all the time and do everything together, but it's that circle that you have that, you know, if you're slipping, then, uh, somebody's going to be like, Hey dude, you told me you wanted this and now you're not conducting yourself. You're not doing what you need to be doing to do that. You still want it. Do you want me to leave you alone about it, or do you want to step the fuck up and do it? You know what I mean? It's it's those people, yeah. like, dude. You're right, Paul. I 
said I wanted this. I told you I wanted it. Thank you. Yeah. And it's the checking in, right? Like, where are you at? Like, where, where, where are you at with this? Yeah. Cause that, cause we don't, we don't always do that to ourselves. Yeah. No. Oh no. Even when you do, it's, it's really, really go to yourself. You can yeah, do that it's all real, long, but it's real easy. To be like, yeah, I'll talk to you later, man. Make excuses, right? Like it's easy yeah. to, it's easy to talk yourself out of shit. Oh yeah. So easy to talk yourself out of I shit. Fuck myself in or out of just about anything, dude. Right. Like the, it, when you're like, when you're like halfway through like a hard cardio session, you're like, how many, how I bet every 15 seconds I come up with an excuse why I should quit. Yeah. I'd be real good to it coming up with incentives. Like, okay, if I finish this next half mile in blah, 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 then we'll call that good. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like, I, I don't, I don't remember where it was, but I think there's a YouTube video out there and it's this woman who's running a marathon and she's like talking and she records herself talking the whole time, but she's like talking through herself with her brain. And it's like, that's really what it's like. It's not yeah. like, Oh, I love running. It's like, yeah. why the fuck did I decide to do this? Like, yeah. you know, and, and oh, that's yeah. everything. Yeah. I, I listen to the narrative of my head. I have conversations with myself all the time. You know, I love to embrace that because it's entertaining to me now. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So with things like that, like running, I don't like to run, but I mean, I kind of like, I like how I feel when I'm in a better running state. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? So knowing that, I know that it's harder for me to run on the pavement. Like running, just running on the street sucks because it is, it's, it hurts my knees my feet more it's just boring because you are you're just like okay this sucks it's like it's all you have to think about is how much it sucks but i've done a lot of trail runs and things like that run around a lake or just even off through the woods trails like that is much better for me because now a lot of a lot of them you have to be mentally paying attention to where you're running so oh I, yeah i used to do a lot of um like 5ks 10ks i've done a few um half trail marathons triathlons all that crap and so some of them it's like you better, it's like, I'm kind of looking on the ledge. I'm like, if you eat shit, boy, you're going down. So you have to focus yeah. on what you're doing. That helps mentally. Plus, dude, it's just, you're out in the fresh air. It's like, it's nice scenery, whether it's woods or on the water or this or that. It's just more enjoyable than being on the pavement and having cars and exhaust and all that crap around. And it gives you something to think about. You know what I mean? So for me, yeah. I've, I've identified that as if I got to go run, it's going to be easier for me to do it that way rather than the street. So those are things to keep in mind, start checklists of things like, okay, I know I need to do this. How is that easier for me? Or how am I, where am I going to be more likely to do this? Well, if yeah. I need to run for me, if I'm going to run, it's going to be out in the trails, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or things like that. So whatever it is, if you're more likely to do this or what are things that make doing this shit easier for me? Like, yeah. You know, so figure that out and use those. They're not going to be your saving grace, but they're going to make it that much easier. They're going to make it yeah. that much easier. When you start getting a lot of these things and you set that up to do it, it's now that much more easier and enjoyable. Or it just doesn't yeah. suck as bad. You know what I mean? Mine's videos. Videos on videos while you're on a fucking stair, stair mill. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's stair mill. Whip your ass. I've only been on those a few times when I was at one of the gyms here before deployment. And I, you don't appreciate those things, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's like I got, a stair right where it's just a block yeah it just it's just a block of stairs that rolls around not the one where you're like right yeah but no the fucking stairs are talking about like yo yeah and because a lot of my buddies here that i hang out with and then i was living with for a while my team were bodybuilders yeah like legit bodybuilders like oh they love stairs oh yeah that's their cardio and that'd be like what are y'all doing climbing stairs like dude i'll go fucking climb stairs all day and i did it a few times and boy, I'm setting it to the lowest setting. I'm going just like, uh, uh, uh. yeah. You don't appreciate it till you do it, man. Dude, I would do I would do 28 minutes at 10, which is half, and then do the last two minutes at 20, which is full. And like, I'm I mean, my our cardio area and our gym is giant. Like we're talking like a football field size. And I'm we're we're going we're going we're going, and then I hit that 20, and I'm yeah I'm like yelling, come on come on and i'm looking up people are looking at me like this motherfucker yeah. is nuts but that's i mean that's that's what i needed to get that done i do it too and i will keep in like i did it today that i'm doing these fucking body weight amraps and crap through first form i don't know if you know first form at all yep, but, yep. um so i'm doing one of their stuff and it's all body weight stuff and it's kind of a lot of the same movements and i do that i try not to cuss at myself out loud too much but i'm not opposed to it i'll do that i'll cuss myself out <laughs> 
Um, but in my head, I've done this for years. If I'm by myself, I have a certain few individuals over the years. And this goes back to high school football. One of my coaches in high school football, just like if I was ever slacking, he knew like right away, be like, Cass, move your ass. And I just, that helped me so much. And I loved it and respected it. You know what I mean? That I still picture his ass today. If I'm slacking, there's Coach McCurdy being like, Cass, move your ass, dude. You know what I mean? And I'm doing these yeah. stupid ass um, curtsy squats. I had to look him up. Doing this, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's the same thing. Like I was talking about before, finding those things that help, you know, and then other people. And then in the gyms that I'll have, like in Missouri was a, one of my favorite gyms, uh, a CrossFit gym. We just developed a great group of friends there, you know. You come in and see them. And even if you're not working out together, you kind of come in and be like, you know, I come in today. I see you already working out. Hey, what's up, Paul? And then I'm getting all set up and stretched out. And I had a few different people there. Coach Gallo, my buddy Matt, you know, Leslie, she's been on here with me before. But I had those individuals that I could I get all set up for my workout, right? I know what I'm doing. I kind of game plan in my head. Then I could come up to you. And I do this to Matt and Coach all the time. Be like, yo, I need you to tell me to do the RX weight on this. Or I need you to tell me to go unbroken. I, I need you to tell me to not be a bitch during this workout. You know what I mean? Because I know that I can do it. Already. Yeah. If I was by myself, I could, but then I got one of them to be like, dude, suck it the fuck up and do it. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. in like a camaraderie way. It's not in like, a yeah. Camaraderie. Well, so, like, so that, that works when you respect somebody, right? Right. Yeah. Like when you, yeah. when you respect somebody, that's when that works. If somebody, if somebody that you see fucking half-ass workout tells you to man up, you're like, yeah. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would just tune that out pretty much. Um, yeah. Well, no, and nobody does. Nobody does that. But like, yeah. the, it really only works when you respect somebody. And that's kind of what I was talking about. Is if you're lucky enough to have that circle of friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that there is that mutual respect. Because, dude, I'm not going to ask somebody that I don't respect anything, really. Yeah. I don't yeah. have time for it. I Maybe for a spot. To. Yeah, if I have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's great, man. Having that is fantastic. Because even if I got, you know, I've got last set of cleans you know what i mean whatever and i remember i all i had to do was be like i'm half dead all i have to yell like matt and he would know like to come over and like he's gonna count my reps for me you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't want to count anything i don't want to do shit all i want to do is the reps you know and it's there and yeah dude that's so fantastic to have if you can find that i think i'm just so fucking excited i went through a night i, I caught for 90 days um so i'm so excited to be able to lift heavy again like i'm back in a 531 power lifting like i'm just so excited to be lifting heavy again because dude by the end of a 90-day cut you're like like 185 on bench you're like oh this is so <laughs> heavy you're just drained right you're in a you're in a 750 calorie deficit for three months yeah that's my biggest thing man is nutrition like and i can stay clean for the most part with just you know good um protein carbs and veggies but i'm terrible with portion size so my, my, mine is habits, like, right? Like, I know that if I have something in front of me, I'm going to fucking eat it. Yeah. So I have to pre, I have to pre-pep everything. Yeah. So we actually, me and my wife, we meal prep for us and two other people because yeah. they know that they won't do it. So we do it for them. Yeah. Because that's how it works. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a huge thing, man, meal prepping and having those meals in there is awesome. Because like I said, when I lived, it was a house of, I was like the lone crossfitter and there's like three bodybuilders, but we're all extremely active in it. During COVID, when COVID hit, I, I scored, man. I got a full garage gym set up like three weeks before the term COVID even really came out and it was a thing. You know what I mean? What's up, BC? He just joined us. Um, full setup, you know, the mats, the bars, the plates, the, just all that stuff. And I asked Haley, I'm like, hey, can I put this in the garage? She's like, I don't give a shit. Because I was at the gym at the time, and they were good workouts, but I kind of wanted more. I wanted to work on strength and just having that uh, <laughs> um, ability to work on strength when I wanted to. BC's saying CrossFit's for homos if you can't read it. Um, you'll know now that he's here. Yeah, but he just, likes, he just likes curls and shoulder press. That's all he does. Yeah, he does curls in the squat rack. <laughs> and, uh, but so I got that full setup, man, right before the lockdown. And so those were great days, dude. Um, you know? All, working out and everything but we would have the meal prep back to that like we'd have a fridge we each had our own row in the fridge and they were even marked with tape you know what i mean yeah but just having those 12 to 15 meals 
That's the way to do it. Yeah. You'd have maybe two to three, maybe three proteins to pick from. But I typically do just like ground beef and then the chicken is was work worked for me a lot. They were big Dude. on putting some mustard on it to kind of shovel it down, but uh, I'm yeah. so boring. Mine's literally it's twenty five meals, the exact same thing. Yeah. Why well, it's just before, I forget which bodybuilder said it, but one of the massive ginormous guys, but he's like people don't understand is like you have to eat like a dog. People want to say how do you how do you get that way? You eat like a dog. It didn't make sense at first. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? But then it's like you eat the same stuff every day. Yep. You get the clean foods. You eat the same crap every day. Yep. That's how you do it. Yep. Because if you have to think about it, it's already too far. It's too far gone. Yep. And that's the problem. That's most people's problem. Like, oh, if I got to order something or I got to go or I got to go to a restaurant or you're fucked. Yeah. And you, I'm in the podcast, the episode where you guys were just talking about that. You had mentioned the chicken sandwich at Culver's, taking the bun off. You know what I mean? Find out, it's real hard to find crap out there, man. Um, you can still try. I get, you know, yeah. you go to the restaurant, you can still try because, like, just a different, a different mindset, though, is you have to be committed to that. Because for me, it's real easy to say, like, man, I don't go to Outback all the time. I'm going to have – you know, the steak with the garlic butter and the mashed potatoes loaded all the way in sour cream because I'm at Outback. It's easy to do that. It's easy to justify. Kind of like you talked about talking yourself into things. It's real easy yeah. to talk yourself into things. But then if you have that mindset of it doesn't matter where you are, you're going to look for the cleanest you can. I remember one of my good friends, he's like my brother, employed twice together. One of those cats that'll, you know, we're brothers till the day we die type of thing. But we had gone to a squad breakfast at um, Denny's or it wasn't Waffle House, but IHOP or something like that in the morning, you know. And, of course, I had just like, – I get this big-ass omelet, probably like the chicken fajita omelet with extra everything and blah, 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 because it was quad breakfast. It's in the morning. And he got the tilapia with, like, steamed broccoli and something else. You know what I mean? And I, and I wasn't – we were already, like, real good friends, so he knew I was just kind of busting his balls. I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks great. He's like, well, fuck me for trying to stay healthy. You know what I mean? And yeah. that stung me, dude, because I was like, oh, because I knew he was right. Yeah. I knew he was so right, and he was doing the simple right thing. Yeah. It wasn't, you know what I mean? But and, that's, like, that, and that's the tough thing when you're around, when you're around people. Like, you're, you're at a work, right? You're, you're at work, right? And you have, a, you have a night meeting, and they order pizza, and you're like, no, nah, I'm good. And, like, that's like, you're fucking, you're an outcast then. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, they're all fucking, they're all fat fucks, but that's why. You, you know, like or you're in the wrong kind of like you're the anomaly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, what are you too good for our donuts? Yeah, I'm too good for your fucking donuts. <laughs> I'm trying to work for a six pack. It's rough, man. But once you make that decision that you're gonna be clean, and yeah, if if for some reason, okay, you're gonna you're gonna do the right thing with the nutrition. So do the meal prep. Have meals yeah. done and ready, because then you already know. The three meals you're having, or four, however you break your meals up, you know your three to five meals. Yeah. Uh, you have two to three cheat meals per week. And, I mean, you're going to, man. Like, we're still human beings. You can have all the discipline in the world, but you still – you can still use them. You know what I mean? Uh, and a big problem with that, too, having a cheat meal, I used to have a big issue with it is I think when somebody does that cheat meal or they miss a workout or they – don't do something they should have. It's real easy to kind of fall off the wagon and not feel like a piece of crap. Be like, well, I shouldn't even keep going with my goals. Or yeah. I shouldn't even keep going with my nutrition. Or I shouldn't even keep yeah. going now because you missed one or two days or something like that. You know, that and that's. Well, I think that I think that's where a good I think that's where a good scheduled cheat meal comes in, right? Yeah. Because if it's scheduled, then you're not fucking up. You're not making a mistake. You're not making a mistake. It's on purpose. Yeah. And then you have that to look forward to. Oh man, I've had that be like, dude, I can't wait till Saturday. Like, dude, sat, you have to use them as incentives. Yeah. Use them as incentives. We know that you're a big boy at 250 BC. You get all the cheat meals you want, man. Um, yeah, you can use them. And then they're enjoyable. And you have that, and you feel great. And then, but a lot of times, like, they make you feel like shit inside. Yeah, dude. I hurt for two days. Yeah. And now you're. Just and my like, lifting dude, sucks the next day. Yeah. And now it's like, dude, I can't wait to get back to my clean meals. Yeah, crap out of my system. So it's use those things again. It's like figuring out what works for you with with all of those things. He's got to reply. 
<laughs> Eat all the things. Um, <laughs> but it does, it happens, man, especially like with me. Um, I can be great with the, the fitness portion. I love, I enjoy. So I don't have any issues with that. The nutrition I can do, meh, you know what I mean? I'm pretty good at it. I still I like to cook, I like to meal prep. Um, with me, I don't drink as much. I still like to drink. I don't as much because the back end, man, it takes me like a full two days to recover now. Like So I drinking excessively takes a full two days. Yes. But like a stevia sweetened margarita at night does not take two days. No, it doesn't. Um, but and so that's if you enjoy that, that's great. You know what I mean? I don't. It's not that like, oh, I'm good smashed or nothing. Yeah. But, but I know myself, and I'm kind of the type that I'm most likely not going to stop at one or two glasses of wine. Yeah. Yeah. As so that that's that's where in the legal states the edibles come in, right? <laughs> I will be on that in about 21 months when I retire from the service. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh yeah, I got, I got friends. That's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah, I'm counting. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that I sleep like a baby every night because of a blueberry edible, but you know what this means? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's the ingredients of this drink? All right, so let me try to do this off the top of my head. This is two stevia monk fruit packets. They're a little. 80 count packets. It's a shot of tequila, a half a shot of mezcal, the juice of a full lime, some lime bubbly to finish it off. I think that's it. He'll make that too. That's Justin. He was one of my roommates in uh, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. So it, this is the best, this is the best knockoff margarita I've found to date. Nice. Oh, and some, a uh, few drops of orange extract. Nice. Justin, let me know how that is, man. And then uh, BC's two to three doubles of the small batch. Knob Creek. Knob Creek's got some good stuff, man. I went through. I'm a, I'm a Woodford Double Oak. I'm a Woodford Double Oak guy, but. Do you mean Woodford? I mean, I, what are you talking about? Woodford Double Oak. So okay. so a bourbon a bourbon gets, a, to be called a bourbon, it has to be minimum 51% corn, and it has to be aged for a minimum of two years, okay? In a new oak barrel. So that barrel has to be brand new. It can't be used for anything else. Okay. So in a, in a double oak bourbon, like Woodford double oak, it gets its full two years in a, in a new oak barrel. And then it gets another 30 to 90 to 120 days in a heavy char brand new barrel. And what that secondary barrel aging does is brings out all like the vanilla, caramel, amaretto, all those like nutty notes, those desserty notes. Mm -hmm. So it's like a good bourbon, but more dessert style. Nice. I can get down on that, dude, them bourbons and whiskeys. I actually bought a – I'm tempted to grab it. It's, I'm the type, man, that anytime I have more than, like – anytime that I get two to three of something, now I want to collect it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whatever it is. Dude, that's so much random stuff, like bayonets and then, like, nicer – I'm going to grab it real quick, dude, because it's Knob Creek, and it's, like, nicer uh, in Knob Creek. Let's see. So you can maybe tell me about this. I got this uh, maybe here. I don't know. Oh, is that the 2001? That's the, yeah. 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 So Char that's Charles. No, I think. Is that who signed that one? That's the, that's the master distiller. Yeah. Is that we'll right. It, it'll have a ma It'll say the master distiller on it, but it's okay. yeah. Those, so those Knob Creek made two different collections with their master distillers. Um, that's a, that's a good product. And it was, I think they did like a 90, they did like a 1999 and a 2001 or 2000 five or some shit yeah it's got the uh, should have the date on it somewhere it's got the batch number handwritten on it blends bourbon is life oh the blanton's <laughs> train do you know how many people i deal with that come in you got any blends today you got any blends today so blends is the original single barrel bourbon um and it's blends is good like i won't i won't disagree with el taco camino blends is good but I'm not going to fucking walk around to stores all goddamn day like I have to to find nine millimeter ammo to because for a bourbon. Like, it's just, it's, it's good. It's not that great. But you, yeah, that's also coming from somebody that you're, you self admittedly booze liquors your life. You deal with Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where that pays my bills. So you're teaching us right now because you, I, I'll take some heat away from you, Justin. That's the El Camino guy. 
Um, I've been a Beam dude. Beam and I have been boys since like the mid nineties, oh. right? But I've, I've been up my game on it, right? They've got, <laughs> I know this isn't gonna help. I'm just digging myself deeper. But they've started doing that blue and the black label stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like those, man. I'm yeah. Yeah, I guess. So Beam has a pretty specific mash bill that I'm not a fan of. Um, but Beam guys are Beam guys. Yes. But, like, if you ventured out to, like, a Four Roses yellow label, which is going to be the same price as Beam. Yeah. After about the first two drinks, you'd be like, oh, damn. Oh, damn, this is really good. He's, <laughs> I have been poor, dude. Um, <laughs> so, I but, said same price. No, so let me ask you about that. Um, then, Larceny, what do you think of that? Yeah, dude. My Dar Larceny's barrel proof is really good. So Larceny, I think, is an Angel en Angel's Envy product. I don't know. All I know is my buddy, another one of my friends from Missouri, he introduced me to it, and he's like, here, because he knows the bean guy, and he's kind of like, he's got a big nose anyway, kind of uppity with it. So he's like, here, dude, don't yeah. stop drinking that shit tonight. Try some of this Larceny. It's the same price. Yeah. Drink. It drinks way better. Yeah. I think that was the first time I heard that term, him saying it or whatever. But, yeah, Larceny is like, what, 30, 30 bucks maybe, 30, 35 bucks, and it drinks really well, dude. Yeah, so, like, up around here, like, a handle of Four Roses is going to be, like, twenty nine ninety nine, which is probably what you pay for a handle of Beam anywhere. Yeah. And that product is that product is night and day better. But even, like, Wild Turkey, like, the Wild Turkey 81 yeah. is a great fucking bourbon. It's a high rye content, so it's got a little spice to it. Yeah. Those are I remember we're... We're in uh, we're we're in Jamaica, and we, we it was it was a three three tier resort. It's like the high tier, the mid tier, and the low tier. And the high tier, you can drink whatever you want, anything, and then it gets a little shittier. Wild Turkey, Wild Turkey One Hundred and One. So Wild Turkey One Hundred and One up here was built as like a dare shot. Like, ah, take this shot. I'm gonna buy it for you. So like, <laughs> the military, you know, the young days in the Marines. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and so like we were drinking like high end shit, and then we went to the club at the low end resort. And I'm like, I'll have a, I don't even remember what I ordered. And they're like, we only have Jim Beam. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I drink whiskey and water when I go out. And they may be a Beam and water. And I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> like, that I'm not having it. Beam. I just said, don't put my Beam in water. I live there, man, because I can, I can rock with Beam all day. Even if I'm slumming now, I'll get, like, the white label. Um, but they've got the, I like the blues and the rest. Yeah, I could be home with that. But don't, don't, put, don't put it in water. I drink whiskey and water. No, yeah, good whiskey and water. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. put beam in water. Oh man, I'll do some learning. Like, kind of, you mentioned earlier about you don't know much about cigars yet, and kind of learning. So I went through a big wine phase. Not that I know anything about it. I at least know what I like with wines now. Um, but with scotches too, scotch is definitely an acquired taste. So, so the thing with scotch, though, you have to remember is like scotch. Saying scotch is like saying bread, right? Like you bread is so vast yes. so like scotch you have Islay scotch you have highland scotch and then you have Islay, highland and there's one other one i can't even remember what the other one is um so highland scotches so the, the way that they dry those grains is they dried them over fire so when you're in highland they had trees so they could burn wood to dry those grains yeah. whereas if you were on an island they had to burn peat moss so that peat moss gives it that super smoky it's 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 called peat and I hate peat, but I think genetically people taste peat differently. Yeah. So if you have like a Highland Scotch, like a single malt Highland Scotch, like a Dalmore or a Belvini, that's going to taste nothing like like a Lagavulin or uh, uh, um, one of the other Islay Scotches because that peat is so strong yeah. that when you taste it, it's like it's like campfire smoke. Yeah. But they don't all have that. Yeah. I can't even pronounce most of them. Glenn Livitz, I think, is one of them, right? Yeah. I've had that a bunch, and then. Glen Goulet or some shit like that. I don't know. That's right. Yeah. But so I, I tried Johnny Walker a lot because that's just kind of, they do such a great job of marketing here. I know that. But yep. um, I wasn't a fan of it because I guess it was the smoky or something like that, but the yeah. black label. But coming yep. back from, I'll try to make these two stories real quick, but coming back from Puerto Rico at the duty free shop, I got two bottles of Johnny Walker 18. Yeah. Which was really good. I tried that yeah. finally. I got it because it was cheaper and I was like, whatever, duty free. Coming back, probably still drunk from the trip. And, you know, I was like, I yeah. it. Open it. It was way better than the regular stuff, dude. That Johnny Walker 18, I could drink that, man. But a couple of times I had, I got drunk off of that with like 
it doesn't take much, dude, like three glasses and you're not chugging. You know what I mean? You're, you're just kind of sipping it, bullshitting, yeah. whatever. Um, but that, that was a hard hangover for me. And on Tate, you had mentioned something about the peat taste. There's something tasting different to people. Yeah. So when I went to Puerto Rico last January before last, we went to the Bacardi distillery down there and did the, uh, the rum tasting tour. You know what I mean? And it was like the full blown, like guided tour, almost like a yep. tour to winery where they're teaching you how to swirl it and reading the drops coming down the side and all that stuff. And they had, as they taught us too, this is crazy. I've taught people this, that, um, I don't have a glass, but you're going to smell different through each nostril. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Like you literally block one, smell your glass, like with this one, and you're going to get all the, like the wood and the rose and the cherry and the almond and vanilla. Yeah. And the other one's going to be all that alcohol and chemicals and crap. I just thought that was entertaining. I was like, dude, that's yeah. Funny. And then the like the breathing in when you drink it, and that's going to oh. bring it all up through the bass. Yeah, it's it's. So I I sold wine I sold wine for nine years before I started selling liquor. So I got to do all of that. Took the certified specialist of wine training, and, oh, and that you have to. Oh, dude, that test is ridiculous. Like you have to. So one of the questions: If you smell a red wine and there's hints of orange peel, what's the grape varietal? Like, that's one of the questions. And the answer is Sangiovese. But, like, you need to know that. Like, that's how in-depth that question gets. You need a shirt that says, like, you've passed whatever that test was. Like I I'm, didn't pass. I'm, I, got a, <laughs> I got a 73, and you had to have a 75 to pass. I, pass. I never said I passed. I just said I took it. <laughs> I, considered, I considered that passing. Oh, shit. That's funny. That was funny right there, dude. Well, hey, man. Two points we're, away. We're a little over an hour. Um, yep. We still got some people with us. If you got any last minute questions, um, I'm loving the podcast, man. I wish I'd have listened to it. I really appreciate you sending it to me a couple months ago. Uh, yeah. But uh, so the I, first, I, the first one that I sent you, the first link that I sent you, that was just the test. We were just trying to get a feel. Yeah. Now everything is live. If you go to the urban savage page, urbnsvg.com and click on podcast, you can get it. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Google podcast. It's on Pandora possibly. And then eventually, so most podcasts don't make it past 10 episodes. I don't know if you know that, but if you look around, like a lot of podcasts don't make it past 10 episodes. We're at episode five. When we hit 10, I think we're going to try to implement video and get it up on YouTube because there are a lot of people that use YouTube to do that type of shit, to, to listen to podcasts and stuff. So is there a short answer? Why do they not go past 10? Is that a lack of interest from people? Yeah, I think it's a lack of interest and then people give up. Okay. Uh, you know, because they they see like, oh, we only got 10 downloads of the last podcast. Like, what are we wasting all our time for? And I think they give up. So they're, okay. So they're choosing to not do more than 10. Yeah. They're yeah. seeing that as an immediate failure, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of, instead of doubling down and keeping going. I think we can come up with something a little, I like it. I like it. But I think we can make it ring better. And I'm, I'm jacked out <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's interesting. And again, it kind of comes back to uh, our quick conversation you and I had before we went live to kind of test stuff out is, you know, you got to, I think it's Gary Vee that says you got to fall in love with failure, man. Fall yeah. in love with failing because that's what's going to get you to success. Yeah, it's the, it's the old Japanese proverb, fall eight, get up nine. Yeah. And, I mean, and so I think that's great. Uh, that's something else to, to follow. And Try it, man. You know what I mean? Like the clothing line you tried, the, the After Dark you tried, the podcast is going now. Those things are all still out there. And then I forget the uh, exact quote and, and who it came from, but it was something like, um, if you, and I love how it was phrased, like, if you divorce the knowledge and experience from a previous failure, you know, that's like idiocracy. Yeah. Because that's, I love that phrase. Like, if you divorce yeah. the knowledge and experience, if you cast away that knowledge and experience you have from your last failure like you're an idiot see you brian all right man hey thanks for joining dude um, um so yeah so martin martin my co-host on the podcast he says in the w and l columns mm -hmm. you know in a win loss there yeah. is the l doesn't stand for loss there's win and learn yes and that that l stands for learn it doesn't stand for loss yeah, and absolutely. i love i love that yeah and that's true and that's hard to accept though i think especially again when you're when you're younger um, and you know, you're more, uh, I don't know if you're very prideful, that's hard. You know what yeah. I mean? 
Um, but that's where the growth, that's where the growth mindset comes in, which we didn't even get into, but that's where the growth mindset comes in. Yeah, no, we didn't. But I mean, I've had a great time man. I really appreciate you. I know you said you, you don't do these a lot, but I really appreciate you taking the time to, to join me on this. Um, maybe we can do another one cause there's a lot more we can get into. I'm really loving the podcast. Um, and I'm sure I'll be chatting with you more soon. Um, but that there's so many things and, uh, a big thing I I'll do on, on my post all the time. One of my hashtags is one step, one rep at a time. When, it doesn't matter what you're doing. One step, one rep, that's going to get you there. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got oh, we got we got we got to join. We <laughs> we got a buddy joined. What is uh what's his name? Her name. This is Chance. Chance. He's a prick. Oh man, that's probably what I He he, he puked three scrunchies and shit one out in the in the yard today. So, hair scrunchies. Hmm. I wonder so he's how feeling, he's feeling a little rough today. That one lucky scrunchie made it all the way through, huh? Oh, yeah. One made it through. The other three came out the front. Did it come out the same color that it went in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this isn't the first time. He's got a thing for scrunchies. Oh. Huh. Well, yeah. it does, I guess. Everybody's got their thing. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of the point we talked about a few times is, like, figure out what your thing is. Figure out what's going to help you with your thing. Set yourself yeah. up for success the best way that you can. And if you fail, yeah. learn from it. And it's a journey. It's a yeah. journey. It's not, a, it's not an accomplishment. It's not, it's not an end. It's, it's, a, it's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. It's a process. Enjoy it. You know, enjoy what you're doing. Um, but hey, man, um, thank you. I had a lot of fun. I was I was entertained, even though I was on this. I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, thank you. I want to plug the podcast one more time. It's absolutely. Squared Away. Yep. Me, Martin Chang. Um, you can get it on all the major podcasting uh, areas. Otherwise, if you don't know where to get it, just go to urbnsvg.com and click on podcast. And I'm, I do most of my stuff on Spotify, and that's where I'm listening to it on. Yeah. I went to it from the link that you sent me, but can you just go, because I know a ton of people on Spotify. Can you just Yeah, go you can just type it in Spotify, and it'll come up. Yep. And you would search what? Squared Away? Squared Away, yep. Okay. Just type in cool. Squared Away, and it'll pop right up. Go check that out. It's very easy to listen to. Um, it's, it's good stuff. It's going to make you think. Um, and it's nothing over-the-top crazy, but it's, to me, man, it's great. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Absolutely. I'll talk to you again soon, man. Paul, thanks for joining me. Everybody else, thanks for joining. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Adios. All right. See you, man.